Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got your little views, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking Can't hear you. Excuse me, you can hear me? You're very extremely low. I'm extremely low. Okay. Well, you talk. I cannot. I can barely hear you. Okay. I want you to talk. I want you to talk. I want you to carry it while I, I make an adjustment. Go ahead and carry the show while I make an adjustment, okay? Can you hear that? Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the FSP crew show. Oh, excuse me, FSP show. You know how it is. Uh, I get so many shows that I do, I get them mixed up. I am JT, a.k.a. the master. And as always, the, the more reliable of all the, uh, uh, the weekend hosts. I uh, uh, I am going to uh, try to get this show and keep this show rolling. Why my uh, how can I say it? Um, host get this proverbial act together. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but uh, it seems like say what? Talk about Mike Lennon and free agency. Well, there's really not to, uh, there's really not too much to talk about with Mike Lennon. I mean, I mean, he's a in my estimation, he's another Josh McGowan, just a younger version, backup quarterback, been the backup quarterback for the better part of his NFL career. He has has had some starts. Does not have a winning record in his starts. But uh, he's got a he's a classic drop back quarterback, big tall rangy kid with a real big throwing motion uh, that the Chicago Bears picked up. I imagine because I think they have the third pick, if I'm not mistaken, in the 2017 draft, um, that they'll probably pick up a quarterback in that draft. Uh, maybe not at the third third uh, pick, but uh, somewhere. Within the picks that they have, they'll be picking up a quarterback. And uh, I would think that Mike Glennon, who's got a, what, a 
a three-year contract, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, worth $45 million. Uh, I think that's I'm right about that. Um, is, uh, to me, is a quarterback that may be only starting for one year. And and this is a wait and see because he's basically like like I said he's been a backup quarterback, and there's not too many quarterbacks that have any kind of potential that are in the league right now, or those that are coming into the draft. In my opinion, aren't startable quarterbacks. The the quarterbacks that are coming in are the type that are needy, supposedly a needy year or two to. Um, mature enough to to be starting quarterbacks. Uh, Sean Kaiser, and I'm naming the top three: Sean Kaiser, uh, to Sean Watson, um, and Mitchell Mitchell um, Trubisky. Those, those, whatever order you want to put them in, are supposed to be the top three. If you want to put Patrick Mahomes in there, maybe David Webb. Um, but these guys are all projected to be backup quarterbacks. I think there's at least two of them that are going to be drafted in the first round. In my opinion, they're not first round draftable, but because teams that are quarterback needy um, are going to probably settle for bridge quarterbacks. When I say bridge quarterbacks, quarterbacks that are going to be a a placeholder for someone that they draft or they need to draft in the first round so they don't get um, scooped up in the second or third round by other teams. So they have to draft them. Teams have to draft them in the first round, even though they may not be first round worthy and uh, um, have a bridge quarterback, show them the ropes um, and hope that the quarterback that gets drafted, whether it's Kaiser, uh, Watson, uh, Trubisky, or maybe in Patrick Mahomes, mature in a year or two and become the the, the potential that they're drafted at. Myself, uh, I think, uh, and I can't name, name, remember his name, the quarterback from USC that's supposed, supposedly be going to be draft-worthy next year. And more than likely, a first round and even could be the first pick in the first round. I mean, of next year, 2018. And I think that's one of the reasons why these come out this year. Maybe not all of them, but there's some quarterbacks that rather than wait and get another mature year in the um, in the uh, college ranks. Um, decide to come out this year um, because of the at least one, and it's possible more, and I can't think of any of them right now except for the quarterback from USC, that would push him down off out of the first round into the second and third round. Uh, so they d- decide to come out, and I can't say that for all of them, but I, I, I imagine some of these guys and their representation looking at, well, if I come out, if I would – do college this year, a couple of things can happen. I can get hurt and and, and um, jeopardize my uh, possibility of playing in the NFL. I can uh, really hurt my draft status if I wait and the draft class of next year is uh, a lot better or for me trying to, trying to get a high draft pick. So I'd rather come out this year and take my chances. Now, I could be wrong, but it is what it is. And, uh, Victor, originally I heard you uh, very low. I did hear you, but now I don't hear you at all. So if you're trying to talk to me, if you're saying something to me, we're having technical difficulties, again, people, with Victor's mic, his expensive mic that he says that, he doesn't understand why it's not working. Well, my my mic, it, 
just because it costs a lot doesn't mean it's gonna it's 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 worth it. That's all I'm saying. Just because it, things cost a lot doesn't make them better. Some cases yes, some cases no. I have a thirty, maybe forty dollar mic, get that. And this thing's been lasting me for at least a few years, if not longer. With it's no issue. That. It's not that. It's the download and the upgrade. That's what the issue is. Well, I, he- I hear you now. Yeah, but it's going to keep going in and out because I need to restart my laptop uh, because I just upgraded the uh, Adobe Flash, and it happened prior to me starting the show. So it's going to keep going in and out, which is driving me crazy. You have more issues. You have more issues. And, and you, know you know, what? I would think you would I think you would check. No, I'm be dead serious. I, I would hope you would check some of this stuff before showtime. You know, I did. The the problem is that it ran for a while and I had to jump on Internet Explorer. And okay. it was okay with Internet Explorer, but you said it was too low. So I'm trying to adjust now without having to restart and have to lap on and on and how about how great you are about doing everything. I was talking about Mike Glennon and the, the, the quarterbacks that are coming out this year. <clears throat> Until I got your text message. And then, yes, uh um, yes, I was talking about the quality of mics and the uh, yes, technical difficulties. Quality of mics and the technical difficulties that you always have with your equipment. Please be. I'm trying here. Anyway, uh, can you hear me now, though? Oh, Lord, yes, here I, we go. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. And and this is the field that you work in, which is amazing. You know what? <laughs> which, which is amazing. Well, you know what? That's scary. That's scary, Listen. Donald. Oh, really? Are you going to do that? Okay. Okay. That's scary. If I'm Donald. You're scary, Donald. That makes God. you Mike Pence. You know that, right? That makes you Mike Pence if if, if I'm Donald. So go ahead. And, and guess, go ahead. And guess what? And guess what? And, and this all, this should end it right here. We shouldn't go any further. That's why I don't say anything, because I, I just sit back and let you make a fool of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just like he does, right? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> You're such a jerk. All right. Um, so hopefully this microphone lasts me throughout the show. we got about 44 okay. minutes left, so we'll try. If not... Um, you know, if I go out, then I'll let you take it and, and do as you please because I'm it's doing, like, four different updates right now, and I'm like, oh, geez, so the quality probably isn't going to be that good. But we'll we'll keep it moving. Um, I brought up the Mike Glennon thing because um, I was on the uh, – not chat, but I, I was talking with a buddy of mine, and uh, we were discussing the quarterback situation in Chicago. And I was saying that uh, Mark Sanchez just signed with him as well. And, okay, well, they signed him. That's great. But he was asking me about Watson. And I was like, you know, it would be great to have Watson in Chicago because he'll, it'll be a young team. There's no controversy. It would definitely be his team within a year or two. But he doesn't fit what John Fox wants as a quarterback. He wants to knock his handball off to the running back and uh, Langford and occasionally not make a mistake. Uh, and, and that's true because when you pay Glennon $15 million, you sign Mark Sanchez, you're not asking much of your quarterbacks. You're really not. And you're not expecting much out of your receiving core. Even though you've got some young talent, tall young talent, um, it's not going to happen. And as you said, the Bears have the third pick overall. So knowing John Fox, he's looking for a defensive end. He's looking for a, D, uh, 
uh, linebacker. He's looking for somebody in that area, bolster up the switch to their 3-4. And right now, they're probably targeting the kid out of Texas A&M, if I'm not mistaken, if he's there at number three. And that's a big if because um, Cleveland, number one again, I don't think they're going to get Watson. I really don't. I think they're going to be true and try to bolster their defense. Uh, uh, Joe Thomas, I believe it was Joe Thomas, the the uh, left tackle, he wants them to go defense first. Of your organization says, pick a player first. That's saying a lot. Either he has a lot of trust in the quarterback that they have or are going to get, he doesn't see the ability of any of these quarterbacks to be the number one overall pick. Now, he, uh, Joe also went on to say that he thinks the kid out of, um, out of North Carolina is the better one prepared in a pro-style offense. And that's what he mentioned. That, that was a sticking point. He said pro-style offense. Even though the guy has only had 13 games under center, he's much like Ryan Tannehill, um, a converted receiver, Tannehill was, to quarterback. And we're seeing how long it's taken Tannehill to um, turn the corner and become a decent NFL quarterback. So if you're basing the quarterback's performance off of solely the system they ran, that means your organization must run that same system in order for that player to be successful. But that's not what Hugh Jackson does. Hugh Jackson, he likes to run the rock, run heavy offense. But he also likes to throw the ball uh, in safe areas. He runs a West Coast offense pretty much. I don't, not one of the quarterbacks that are coming up in the draft have done that, have run a West Coast offense. Now, Deshaun Watson has proven, at least over the last two years, under pressure, he can perform. He might not have the best arm, he might not be the prototypical height. But he's proven situations he can win. Two national championship games in two years, one and one, right? Uh, The guy is a winner. I think he's a story just waiting to happen. And in an interview he did with uh, ESPN, I believe it was, he said... uh, all the teams that pass over him that need a quarterback, they're going to wish they didn't. So he kind of did a Peyton Manning, like when Peyton went to the draft and told everybody, if you pass me over, I'm going to haunt you for the next 10 to 15 years, whatever. Well, that's pretty much what Watson did. Now, Watson isn't the cerebral assassin that Peyton was, but that doesn't mean he cannot be. He's more physical, and he's more... uh, uh, Athletic, of course, than Peyton ever will be or was. But I think he has a similar mindset as Peyton. So he'll study the game. He'll learn the game on that level. But he will uh, definitely not pay off dividends in the first year. Unless he goes to a team... That, that allows him to showcase all of his talents. And I don't see that happening uh, if he goes to Cleveland. Uh, who has the number two pick? Do you know? Uh, the number two pick is um, Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken, right? <clears throat> well, Jacksonville's not going to give up on Blake Brodels just yet. 
they're talking about it, but they're not going to give them up just yet. I know that. Um, there's a ton of people that can use a quarterback that are low. And here's the deal. We're going to get into this Colin Kaepernick thing as well. We got time. But you see Sean Payton talking about Johnny Menzel. Tony Romo's still out there. Still ain't been cut. Told you. Um, You got Jay Cutler, who I believe was talking about going to the Jets. Not sure if he is. Not sure if he did. But you got him out there. Um, You've got... uh, Excuse me. Let me interrupt you for a minute. The number two pick is... um, The number one pick is Cleveland. The number two pick is uh, um, the uh, 49ers. And, and then the third pick is the Chicago Bears and, and Jacksonville's number four. Tennessee's well, number five. Wow. Okay, so that, that sets up a little scenario for me. And we're going to get back to that right now. San Fran's looking for a quarterback. They're absolutely looking for a quarterback. Now, here's the deal. Honestly, I think coming out of college, Watson is better than Kaepernick. Now, John Lynch is the new general manager. Cal Shanahan is the, is the head coach. Now, I love Cal Shanahan because he was able to adapt his style he had in um, Houston to adjust for two different quarterbacks in D.C. He did. He, he adjusted it for RG3, made him look good for the first year, Right? Year two, um, there were some struggles because I believe RG3 was, you know, I guess not picking it up as quick or he wanted to run more or whatever the case may be. But he did it there. Went to Cleveland. Cleveland could not adjust or didn't have the talent to do what he needed but you saw a couple stars emerge in that offense, Tyler Gabriel and a few others. He left on his own. Then he goes to Atlanta two years. Matt Ryan has a problem picking it up the first year, so they don't do too well. But look what happened when Matt Ryan and that offense picked up what Shanahan was doing. Now, granted, the second half of the Super Bowl, I think he had some bad calls, but the system was working. The number two overall pick, Kyle Shanahan goes for the RG3 style of quarterback. Watson goes there. I believe he goes there. Why? Because he has the mental toughness, in my opinion, the athletic ability, and I do believe he's able to understand uh, that offense. I understand that offense. Of course, I do a little bit of that stuff, you know, anyway. But I understand what he's trying to do. I understand the concept. Um, but but that's interesting. So let's let's. I was going to go down one path, but let's go back to this path. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. So the report, I believe, earlier this week was that uh, there was a deal on the table. For whatever reason, it fell through, and Kaepernick is still a free agent. Okay. Understandable. That's business. Then you have uh, sports analysis people saying there's about 20 organizations that won't sign him because they can't stand him for what he did and and then there's several others that just don't want to deal with the backlash and don't think he's uh, a good quarterback okay that's their opinion and some of these same sports uh, analyzers I'll use Shannon Sharp for an example clearly points out that there's a hypocrisy these organizations 
because you're willing to take on a Greg Hardy. You're willing to even consider a Joe Mixon. And this is from one of the head coaches in the NFL down in Jacksonville who was like, it, it hurts the organization not to see a Joe Mixon at the combine. Okay, well, Joe Mixon hit a, a woman in the face. Now, granted, the N-word was used, but that does not give anybody the right to, to punch another person, especially a female. He's going to be gone within the first three rounds of the NFL. And I believe Shannon Sharp also said that if Ray Rice was younger than he was, he would still be in the NFL. I agree. But Colin Kaepernick takes a stand by taking a knee, and he's demonized. Richard Sherman says that he's being blackballed. And the thing and about I it, agree with Vic, that. Yeah. The thing about it, Vic, they, they, there's more to do about him taking a, a, a stand, or not standing, I should say, or a knee, or whatever. The actually the reason why he was doing it. Oh, yes. The reason why he was doing it. And uh, he's I'm putting just... his, and he's putting his money where his mouth is. So people that just looking at what he did, but not what he's doing, are very close-minded. Oh, I agree. And that's what I'm getting to. That's what I'm getting to. That this man is unemployed and I believe he's given away about almost $3 million, if not more, um, in money and in uh, uh, various donations and helping raise funds and things for uh, various charitable organizations. We're talking about Somalia. Hey, so I don't know yeah, if you know about him. Somalia. Um, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, you know, and and then you have the president of the United States touting the fact that, you know, he's unemployed because the owners are scared of getting a tweet from him. So let me get this straight. Uh Maybe he's right. Maybe maybe he's right because a man who takes a, a, a stand for whatever cause it is, that's a humanitarian stand, not a hateful stand, not a uh, uh, I'm better than you and you don't deserve this type stand, just a, a humanitarian stand is demonized. And Richard Sherman said it is, is blackballed because of what he did, not because of what he's doing. Like you said, Jerry. And yet, we can have a Johnny Menzel get quoted or talked about at least by Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. You have gentlemen in the NFL and in sports all over who abuse drugs, who abuse women. Who are are just completely out of control, but because they have talent, it gets overlooked, and they play. Now here's the thing: Colin Kaepernick was on a team ran by Jim Harbaugh, and Jim Harbaugh said that uh, is it Jim or John? I think yeah, Jim. Uh, Jim Harbaugh said that Colin Kaepernick. Uh, deserves to start in the NFL, and he could start in the NFL, and I agree with it. But when he was a, a head coach of the 49ers, he had Alex Smith. And I saw the writing on the wall when they drafted uh, Kaepernick. Alex Smith was a game manager, is a game manager. That's why the Chiefs were in the talks of getting Tony Romo a guy that's older than Alex Smith, even though Alex Smith has been pretty good for the Chiefs 
for the past, what, four years? No defects, no injuries, nothing like that, but just not good enough to get him over the hump. Same thing happened in San Francisco. Alex Smith, very deliberate, could get, you know, to a certain point. But once you reach that certain point, he was just not ready, able to to make the, the passes he needed to make. Enters Colin Kaepernick. Raw, gunslinging guy that can run. Goes to the NFC Championship one year. Next year goes to the Super Bowl. And if not for a play by K.J. Wright, tipping the ball to, to Richard Sherman, he might even be a Super Bowl champion. Just maybe. That was in the championship game. Uh, NFC championship game, by the way. In Baltimore, when they played Baltimore in, in the uh, Super Bowl, he was just maybe, what, a couple inches short of getting a pass to Crabtree in the end zone for the win. And granted, he didn't have the best decision-making, but he had a very good defense, a strong running game, and a decent passing attack. He was in a situation to succeed. Then you put him in a situation after Harbaugh leaves under Tom Sula. I can't remember. Is it Sula? I believe his name was. Um, Where it wasn't a great fit at all. And he started to look bad. So they bring in Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert looks good for a couple of weeks, but then reverts back to Blaine Gabbert. So Sula gets fired. You bring in uh, Chip Kelly, who's suited more for Colin Kaepernick's needs. But for whatever reason, he doesn't use Cap in the first year. The way that he could use him Cap gets injured He has to have surgery uh, He loses weight He does whatever Then all of a sudden uh, Blaine Gabbert wins the job And again Blaine Gabbert reverts back to Blaine Gabbert And you call on Colin Kaepernick To finish the season Now you remember He's finishing the season With a team That's defense has been decimated Because they lost I believe seven of 11 starters either to injury, retirement, or a different team. So the defense isn't anywhere near where it was when he started full-time two years prior, two or three years prior. You give him a running back and Carlos Hyde, who has the possibility of being a Frank Gore, but can't stay healthy. Okay. Vernon Davis is gone, so you try to replace him with McDonald. That doesn't work. You bring in Torrey Smith and Anquan Bolden. Now, Bolden is a very good receiver, a possession receiver. Smith was not at all, and that's why he's no longer there in, in San Francisco, I believe. But if if you follow what I'm saying, Kaepernick, could be a better quarterback under better circumstances. It just so happened San Fran was going through a very, very long uh, process of trying to rebuild. So Kaepernick is now a free agent. Menzel gets talked about going to San Francisco. Uh, Tony Romo still on the market, but still on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, All these things play a factor into why Kaepernick hasn't signed anywhere. I believe, quite honestly, after the draft or shortly before the draft, he'll be on somebody's team. Maybe not as a starter, but he'll be on somebody's team. And if the owners, the owners, as we talked about earlier, are so concerned as to why he took the knee 
and that upset them, maybe the players should be upset as to why the owners are upset. Because the guy did something for others and continues to do things for others. And if you want to say that brings negative attention to your organization or to the NFL, well, think about it this way. There are negative things that already happen in the NFL and on teams. Greg Hardy beats up his girlfriend, tons of guns, gets a chance with the Cowboys. And so the Cowboys say, well, you know what? He's a cancer. Can't do it. Josh Gordon. He's no longer on there, and, it, and more than likely his NFL career is over. Oh No, I got that. I got that. But he he got another chance. You see what I'm saying? He, he got mm-hmm. another chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Gordon, multiple chances to fix himself. Multiple. Can't put marijuana down. You know? You got... Uh, all these other players in the NFL that have done various things but get second chances. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You don't think Colin Kaepernick's a um, system quarterback? Yeah, I I think he is. I think he is. I don't think he's your typical uh, under-the-center quarterback. At the same time, there are teams that can and have primarily gone from the shotgun. Really, let's look at Buffalo. For example, Buffalo just re-signed. Um, I forgot old boy's name that quick. Tyrod um, Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, thank you. Tyrod Taylor, who can play in pretty much any system, but he thrives in in a, a shotgun system or in a uh, pistol-type offense. I mean, he proved in, in before he got sick, uh, he proved he could do it with Baltimore. And he did a very good job in uh, Buffalo last year. You know, uh, this is like saying, Every quarterback other than Tom Brady for the New England Patriots is a system quarterback because none of them, one of them, have had this type of success that Tom Brady has had after they've left New England. Not one of them. So everybody wants Garoppolo. Now, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's probably going to be the exception, but they're not going to let him go, at least not cheaply. Because they they see that Tom has maybe two years left. Maybe. Before he decides to hang it up. And want to be with his kids. And Giselle. Maybe two years. So Garoppolo has potential, but uh, even in the games he played, look, he got injured. What, third game? Third game that he started, he got injured? You know, so durability is an issue. And Briscoe. Let's talk about Briscoe in in, in New England. What did uh, Belichick do? Belichick said, Briscoe is not an under-the-center quarterback. So we're going to take him from under-center and put him in the pistol. And Briscoe did well. So you can't tell me. No, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. But what I'm trying to point out is that great coaches can adjust whatever system they have to fit their quarterback and still be successful. That that's the point. You asked me if Colin Kaepernick is a system quarterback, and I'm saying yes. But I'm using the example of Belichick and that offense. 
that catered to three different styles of quarterbacks and was still successful, even without their big big target, uh, um, Gronkowski. And they beat some good teams while Brady was out. Let's not get it twisted and say they, they beat some cupcakes. Pittsburgh is not a cupcake. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Seattle or it was another uh, big-time defense that they played and beat while Brady was out. Miami, because Miami was was getting it. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Patriots come back and beat them. You know, so I think you can adjust your system to fit your quarterback. I had to do that this past year with um, high school. I had the, the gunslinging, uh, hard-nosed quarterback. Well, I, it took me a while, but I figured out that, okay, we can't sustain pass blocks for play action. We can't protect this guy, and he's getting beat up. To the point where he doesn't even want to throw the ball anymore. He'd rather take off and run. So we changed the the system. Now, granted, he wasn't the quarterback at the end of the year, but the quarterback at the end of the year was the type of guy that I saw had the potential, but I listened to a lot of people, and that's what I think is happening in the NFL. I think that's happening in the NFL. They're listening to all these people say that Kaepernick can't do this or this type of quarterback can't do this. So they don't even give it a second look. Well, I'm glad that I stuck to my guns and at the end of the year, um, the guy put in a quarterback proved me right, that he probably should have been the quarterback all year long. But because of his size, because of people said about him in the past because he had a little chip on his shoulder you know people were like well he couldn't do it well the kid accounted for I believe 12 or 15 touchdowns in three games three or four games what yeah yeah he made the decisions he ran the plays I called he didn't and he went Short, medium, long. I told him, look, when you come up to the line of scrimmage, because we ran a pistol towards the end of the year. I said, when you when you come up, you look at the defense and find your huckleberry, meaning the guy you're going to pick on. Sure. And if it looks like they're in that coverage, go to him. But this is the pass play. We ran the ball a lot more. I think he ran for uh, downs, and he threw for the other six or seven. And I kid you not, the the young man, he had told me when in that first game he started that that was the first time he had ever scored a touchdown, ever. And in that game, wow. he ran for three – he ran for three, and he threw for two. Wow. So this is what I'm, I'm I'm using that example to say that, yeah, you might have a system quarterback in Kaepernick, but the things they can do in that system are phenomenal if you just believe in them and you put them in the right place. Um, and I, I didn't mean to talk about Kaepernick all this time, but um, – when you told me that Sanford has a number two pick, that just made me think about Watson and Kaepernick and all that other stuff. Um, but there's a ton of free agents out there. I mean, Adrian Peterson, I could see him going to Sanford myself and splitting time with Carlos Hyde. I really do. Because Ruben to Jones. Me just, to me, that would just be <clears throat> him hanging on to a um, NFL career. career. 
Yeah, well, he, 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 at this time in his career, he wants to go to a team that's got a shot, not a team that is um, rebuilding. rebuilding. Basically, they're rebuilding. He, no, no. If he's going to have the last few years, the last few years is going to be to a contender that, he, that he's got a shot to, to uh, uh, possibly go to the Super Bowl or, well, you know, take a deep playoffs or something like that to a, to a the contending I, team. I want to go to a team that, that has n- absolutely no shot and is rebuilding with a but, bunch of young guys. But, Jerry, the thing about it is, does he have a choice? Because he's 31 right now, 32, if I'm not mistaken, 32, and nobody's going to pay him big money. Now, we talked about this last week. I can see him going to Oakland, but now Marshawn says it's Oakland or bust. And I think that that's going to happen. Marshawn goes to Oakland. I see that happening. Okay. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the burgundy and gold, but we got too many problems. We don't have a quarterback stable right now. Because I, I do believe if we do not trade uh, Collins to the 49ers by the draft, where we're going to be with a quarterback that's not going to be very happy in an organization that's not happy with him and a fan base that's not happy with him. It doesn't make anything better for anybody because plus, the following plus, year. Plus, plus the fact after this year, he's history. You can't, you can't exactly. tag him anymore. He can walk out the exactly. door and get nothing for him. Exactly. Exactly. So, I don't see uh, that happening, and I'd love to have AP, but Robert Kelly's okay, but AP's established, and you can learn some, something from AP if if I'm Robert Kelly. But there aren't too many teams that need him. It would be something if he goes to the Chiefs. You know, that that would be huge for the Chiefs if they land AP and or Tony Romo, you know, but it's not he's, too many he's, teams he's, out there. He's a um, a versatile back. AP's uh, for the most part strictly a a eye formation eye formation back, and he doesn't block that well, and he's not too too big in the passing game, so that's not Andy Reid's type of back. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I, I, I'm just saying, if he wants to go to a team that's a contender, you know, uh, not too many teams right now that are contenders need a running back. Not too many. You know, some of them do. The older backs that are looking for jobs pick the wrong year to be free agents. Because, and I'll keep on saying this, and I'll get into it more next uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Master Plan. There's a plethora of running backs coming out that are going to make an impact on whatever teams they get drafted to. So older running backs that are looking for a higher price tag than the players that are coming in, and I keep saying this, you keep on, I, I, every week I think I said this, they're going to have a lower price tag. They're going to be fresher legs. And um, you don't have to be emboldened to them or you don't have to pay them a lot of money because they've been in the league for so long and um, they have a lot of mileage on their legs, on their body. So these older backs with Garrett Boone, now D'Angelo Williams, Adrian Peterson, um, Jamal Charles, uh, Jamal Charles, um, and I'm trying to think some other ones out that are out there that haven't signed with anybody yet. Are they? They have a problem. They're not going to be. A, I'd be surprised if they're a feature back. Um, I don't. I don't think that their days of being that is um, uh, bye bye, and they're not going to get paid. Because they can get the same similar type of back 
or close to it, maybe not the same type of experience, but fresher legs, as I keep on saying, and a, a cheaper price tag coming out of the 2017 draft. There's a lot of backs coming out that can, can do the job, um, maybe not have the legacy of a, a Adrian Peterson and somewhat of a Jamal Charles, but until they until they get into the league and establish themselves, but there's a lot of good backs coming into the coming into this coming into the league this year. A lot of I backs. agree, I agree, and that's why I was saying earlier that if AP went to San Francisco to work with Carlos Hyde, that would be a good fit for him, um, because they run that style of offense that he wants. Heck. He can go to Indianapolis because Frank Gore, yeah, he's there, but you give two big bruising backs and you uh, are able to protect uh, Mr. Luck with a running game with those two guys, I'll take the old two any day. You know, but that's all I was saying that uh, if you're going to get him, he doesn't have that many options to go to a team that's a contender. And, and be a starter or, or get a lot of time um, as a backup, yes, but not as the main guy. If you want to be the main guy, you're going to have to go to a team that's on the rise or rebuilding, in my opinion. But, I mean, there, there are several other people out there that are noteworthy as free agents. we got 33 days before the draft and plenty of time for people to get you know, picked up. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're about to end this show. We got about five minutes left. Um, real quick, let's talk a little baseball. World Baseball Classic. I'm not sure if you followed it or not. Did you? Not, not too. No. I know. Okay. I know the U.S. won, but that's about it. I saw a lot of uh, fantasy baseball uh, talent in. You know, the USA, uh, not the USA, the World Basketball, not World Basketball, uh, the Baseball World Classic, um, as far as foreign and American. Like the Puerto Rican team, it's pretty much MLB. All the Major League Baseball players were on the Puerto Rican team. And uh, the Venezuelan team as well. But the American team. I saw some stuff that's going to help me draft pretty well this year um, on the American team and the Puerto Rican team and the Venezuelan team. I also saw some players that I'm going to stay away from at least early on in the draft. What? Smoking that medical marijuana or what? No. Because you keep on telling you this every year, and it's proven me right. You suck at fantasy baseball. Why do you think you I didn't open my league? That's why I didn't start my league this year. I'm in a different league. But <laughs> but I'm going to get better. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to get better. Uh, so. And, and, I'm, and I, 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 I'm, I'm saying this with all sincerity. And, and, and I hope you don't take it the wrong way. Your instincts for talent in baseball players and seeing and seeing the bigger picture in, in fantasy baseball stinks. It really does. It stinks. It, I mean, there's no other way I can take that. It's only one way I can take that. But it, but listen, it listen. It stinks. I, I, I acknowledge that. That's why I've had to look at several things like I right about now I'd normally be looking at spring training games you know but that doesn't give me a good outlook because they're not going against top level pitching all the time with the world baseball classic I actually got to see you know a lot of the top talent uh, pitchers and bats as I said Puerto Rico Venezuela uh, even uh, Norway and and America, um, I got to see how they pitch and how the batters hit, and you know stuff like that. 
So I think the focus on that will help me this year, mainly because I got to see how, uh, how let's say, um, McCutcheon. McCutcheon went against uh, uh, who, who's the the big cat up in Seattle? Oh my gosh, can't remember his name right now. But he pitched for Venezuela, and I got to see how you know that battle went because that's a major league actual matchup right there. Uh, uh, Felix King Felix, uh, Felix Hernandez versus McCutcheon. I got to see that. I got to see uh, Felix go against a lot of the American batters, and I saw how he pitched, and I saw how they hit. So that was a precursor for me. You know, it was five innings, got it, but it was pretty good. Uh, I think I got a, a handle on it. But that's enough for me. We're about to go <laughs> off there. So I wish I was a movie so, because you were so – so I, I don't know. You 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 really you really not a good, good I don't fantasy quit. baseball player. I don't quit. You're really not a good fantasy baseball player, but that's okay. <clears throat> keep keep Whatever. keep keep at it, and and you may uh, come to respectable level, but you really are not a actually, good fantasy baseball. Actually, what I want you to do before I let you do your spiel is look at my Yahoo profile. I want you to see how many. I haven't. I don't think I have gold. But I believe I have several silver and several uh, bronze baseball uh, trophies. Look at my Yahoo profile. That's all I'm going to tell you. Now, with that being said, JT, go ahead and promo tomorrow's show so we can get out of here. All right. This is what's going to happen um, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is the master plan. I'm JT. I host that show. And uh, I, what I've said for the, since the beginning of the year, each month leading up to the draft, going to do a one mock draft. Done one in January, done one in February, and now March is upon us. Um, I got one more after this. This is March 3.0. After this, and sometime in April before the draft, I'll do a 4.0, which would be the final one before the actual draft takes place. And we'll see how close I am to uh, at least the first round. I may do it in the second round, but it seems like uh, these uh, have been taking a while. So what I'm going to do tomorrow, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Master Plan, 3.0 mock draft, um, 1 through 32. NFL draft. All right. Now I see it. Sounds like a winner to me. Um, I, I would love to do that. We're probably going to do that on one of these shows too. Uh, leading up to the super, not Super Bowl, leading up to the draft. Uh, so yeah, we'll make that happen probably the week before the draft. Um, mainly because by that time there should be some movement in free agency and stuff like that. 3.0. I, I love you, Jerry. I really do. You're sticking to mud, but I still love you anyway. So let's get out of here, homie. All right. How do we get out? And you and your mind, mind and uh, all that there is um, good in the world. Um, you've been listening to Fantasy Sports and Policy. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live. You know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy, sports, and politics. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.